0: Yes, it's time again for Buddy Mark. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can again. Buddy hey, Mark, call him up and tell him what you're
1: thinking. Mama says that alligators are on owner because they got all them teeth, but no toothbrush. Hey,
2: what if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs>
3: Ready, champ? I'm ready for this my whole life. Well, I'm incapable of small <laughs> But that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes.
0: Brendan, and welcome to the Late Night Dilly Dilly on a Monday night after a big Saturday night. That was fun Sunday, uh, Saturday night having that live show after that game. And Gator fans were all fired up. Brendan, one of our biggest post game shows ever.
1: I think it was the only post game show ever.
0: Oh, it was? That makes sure it's probably the biggest then. Last year we had a, we had a couple. And anyway, the point is, it was didn't a it big last one. Year. We didn't
1: have any post games last year.
0: We didn't? No. I thought we did one. Anyway, it was a big crowd. I know that. So good evening, everybody here on the late night, daily, daily time of the program. My
1: favorite is when you can't hear me. So that we all saw your, your your ear dance with your hands. You couldn't hear the music coming back down the line. Mm.
0: So I, I was you, doing this. I couldn't hear.
1: I heard. No, it was more of a, it's like a left to right thing in
0: there. Okay. Well, you know, it's uh, how it is when you get old, Brendan. One day you'll be old too. <laughs> if, so.
1: if I can keep it down like you are, man, I'm, I've got it mm-hmm. set. Then.
0: Yeah. Yeah uh tonight I'm excited to talk about our, I don't really like to pump too many products uh, here, cause, uh, but this is something special you and I have been working on, and <clears throat> we're going to talk about the blue out, the blue out, and the blue for the weekend, and we got the man standing by, you got the shirt up on the screen already, <clears throat> and we're going to have the Tony um, Tony Baker down at All Flower Sportswear is working all day on this thing and, uh, he's got this baby ready to go and he will be able to get this to you. He's going to make a major announcement tonight about that. So if you wanted to, if you need something with the blue out, I hope he can fill all the orders because they're starting, all my friends are starting to call me now and say, Hey, I got to get one of those. So <clears throat> we'll tell you how All Flower Sportswear, I'll give you that information later on. But first of all, Brendan, uh, <clears throat> it was, uh, it was really quite a couple of weeks there for, for the Gators and Gator fans, and we've heard, uh you know, a lot about how this team didn't have a quarterback and couldn't play defense and didn't recruit and whatever. You know, and Gator fans get down. I get it. Listen, I understand that. The swings of emotions of Gator football fans and all football fans, that's the reason that makes it so great in the Southeastern Conference because people care so much. Isn't that a slogan? Because we care. Uh <clears throat> So I talked to Coach. Caring,
1: for- I think caring might be a little bit more than just caring.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I think it's <clears throat> a way of life. I think it's more of a ingrained in your in your livelihood rather than just caring, I think. You know, well,
0: that's people. the SEC slogan, which is a little corny. I think it's like because we care more or something like that. <laughs> so tonight on the program we have our usual Minister of Information. He'll be along momentarily. I talked to him that he was you know what he did this weekend? He watched the game on his phone and he had to go to a wedding in Orlando. And that would be our Minister of Information himself, Graham Hall, your buddy. Uh, and buddy, you don't like him? Yeah, I love Bray, but I you, you know, you kind of got a okay. buddy. Well, well, you, you talk about doing a show with him or something. I don't know.
1: You don't think you're upset now.
0: No, 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 I'm happy. I think you guys would be great together.
1: It's okay. Listen, uh, we can talk about it in therapy this week.
0: Yeah, I wish we could get that call by Mick Huber on there about on the big Steiner hit. We showed it a bunch of the other night. Maybe we can dig it up and show it again if we can find it. Uh, and we'll show it because that was just. I got to thinking about that. That's one of the biggest defensive plays the shot heard around the world, huh? And my favorite, uh, my favorite, uh, caption was, uh, somebody put that picture up of, of Snyder coming from behind and showing, uh, uh, showing the quarterback from Mississippi State there, uh, uh, Fitzgerald as he's about to get hit. And they said, write captions. And our friend Jane Linderman up in Alaska, also known as Jane of the North, hers was, I'm about to get my cowbell rung, and <laughs> yeah, that was the best one I saw. so that was uh, quite a quite a, quite a well, deal I, I
1: think i i think I think it was interesting. I mean i what I think is interesting is what's what coach said, which is uh you know it's time to you know it was one game, uh, a good game at, have you and and exciting, but it was one game uh amongst many. so um the coach doesn't want to make too much about it, i think uh, to some extent because he wants to. Get people up for yet another huge game this week against LSU. So,
0: well, his press conference, he said, is and he, he said it was it was not the defining game. That was good, and if they go forward this week and we can able to now do this again at home against the number five ranked team in the country and do the things we did before, minute, he said, then left. we've grown. You know, minute, but he's saying he's he has building blocks. That's the thing. You know. He has building blocks, and I talked to Terry Bradshaw today. He'll be on the show uh, tomorrow night. Um, he watched the game, and he said, uh, asked me about it, because and, and, he didn't know much about how the program was built, and I said, "He's going to build it one block at a time and try to do it right way, kind of like Mark Stoops does, and Bradshaw said, that's the way to do it. That, that's how the Pittsburgh Steelers did it, through the draft. So, anyway, uh, <clears throat> really uh, – um, very, very. uh is Tim, very, is is Copeland, time to is, is Copeland over the gonna,
1: is he going to oh. play this weekend? I mean, it seems like everybody wants to kind of jump in and get a couple of reps. So Is he going to play? Ooh. Bradshaw? No, Copeland. Solid oh, I didn't recently. tell my joke, Jacob yeah. Copeland. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, Bradshaw is Bradshaw going to suit up and play this weekend? Yeah, Bradshaw's going to play this That's weekend. Great. The blonde Bomber's is going to come play. He's going to play. At, uh, got a few years of eligibility left.
0: Yeah, he got a few. <clears throat> uh, he's only seven and he's ready to go. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, Copeland, we'll get to that. We'll talk to, we'll talk to, uh, uh, our administrative information about that, Graham. I'm in favor now with the new red shirt war and we'll get into this and Franz will be along shortly too. I'm in, I'm in favor, uh, uh, of the, uh, uh the rule but the rule now could work for you so what if you played copeland only three or four games he wasn't better you hold him out he doesn't he, he doesn't lose any eligibility
1: well i think that's uh, the idea you want to see you play him, see where you got see where where it leads to if you win against lsu you start making a little bit of a run maybe
0: yeah but why do you need him? your receivers exactly. are your strongest part of your whole deal right I mean that's the uh, that's the whole deal. I mean, he, uh, I'd say. I mean, I, I understand he wants to play, you know, and they may well, want you're to play him. Not play him
1: if it doesn't make any sense. I mean, clearly. Well, I mean, that, that kind of
0: coach, I that's mean. why people are talking like, oh yeah, well, like of course. Boy, they why would you? You, you already game. have nine that's receivers. Yeah. Well, you
1: know, that's that's right? not reality. The reality and, is and is that if unless there's some kind of like you know he's probably going to play a couple of games and they're going to redshirt him.
0: So what's he gonna? What? What's he going to – let's say he catches 12 balls all year long, okay? Is that worth it? I don't think so. I mean, not to burn a red shirt, right? Of course not.
1: I don't think that's what anyone's thinking. Who is thinking that? Have you talked to people that are just – no,
0: I. The Gators are going to play for the not national a, title a, this year. A lot of talk on the line about it. Well, yeah,
1: you know? it's just because people are unrealistic still to this thing. I mean, I, I like I'm a big, the biggest Gator howler in the world, but you know, we're not going to be playing for the national title this year, and yeah. you know, it, it's not it's not the year to to burn a red shirt for, for no reason. uh And they've got plenty, of, plenty, plenty of guys to play, and there's no, you know, there, there's plenty of development that can happen in a few games, and, and why not get them in there? But certainly not to. Risk injuring him anymore or doing anything else stupid for him. I mean, that, that doesn't make much sense.
0: Let's uh, let's talk about the game Saturday, we'll get we'll get to the point. I got some good tweets here too on the game uh, last weekend. The game Saturday, I think it's the first time in a long time they've had a team the top five come. I'm going to say I don't. I got a date here someplace for it. Uh, top five, number right five ranked team. Gators are ranked 22 in the AP poll, by the way, too. First time they've been there a long time. <clears throat> and, uh, let's talk about, uh, uh, let's talk about that, uh, and, and we'll get, uh, we'll get, here's the deal. Mullen wants the place sold out. As of five o'clock today, it was not. Okay. I got the numbers on it. And he is making an appeal, as he did today, to the student body. So this is how you build this. A really interesting conversation took place in this press conference today about the student body. If you got that r- r- video there, someplace you could roll for us. Yeah. Let's see what Dan Mullen said and an appeal to the student body today.
3: Dan, you praised you praise the uh, environment here the first few home games. Uh, this is obviously going to be a different animal. What is your vision for the environment? I know you touched on it with Thomas wow. about recruiting, but you were here for some awfully exciting times <laughs> 10 expect, years ago. So I expected it to look like that. You know, I mean, I I, I expect it, um, you know, to to not be an open seat anywhere in in the swamp. I expect to see people on their feet, you know. I mean, um, a great challenge This should be fun for our student body. I I think it's it's a great challenge out there because, you know what, I, I, I think if you look in college football, student bodies set the tempo. And, and really set the atmosphere for everybody else out there, um, you know. And I think uh, the the student body and you look at you know I mean with the uh, the student government already getting in with the, with the wear blue and all of that, and the student body gets in and because they they come in and they're on their feet jumping up and down going crazy in the game. I think the rest of the crowd feeds off of that. So that's. Uh, one of the things I really I want us to get back to is having the the student body be you know really dominating the environment. Is that how you remember it at its at its apex back? Yeah, when you, you were know here what? Because this is really going to be. I didn't the first notice. Time. I didn't notice it that way as much because it it was kind of like that when it was already like that, you know. So I don't I don't think when I came here before I don't think we had to build that uh, as quite as much. Um, i know haven't haven't gone somewhere else where you had to build it um uh, we built it through the student body and uh... You know, I mean, anybody that was, that any of the, the, the Gator Nation went to last week's game in Starkville probably saw that, you know, that the student section was packed an hour before kickoff. And uh, you, that, you can build it through that way and that the rest of the crowd feeds off of that. And so that's one of the things that we really want to work on. Um, you know, that's one of the things I've gotten around campus and try to get with student groups is let them know how critical they are uh, to the atmosphere that we create, uh, you know, I mean, the, the student body is just critical
1: for that.
0: Well, well, I think you made the case the student body is critical there,
1: you know. I think we've been talking about that for quite some time. I think yeah. not just the student body, I think the fan base uh, in and around, not, and not to underestimate the adult fan base that, that supports this team, especially in this area. And if you live in this area, you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah. yeah I, uh, a couple of things. The alumni quick. student body as well. Uh, the alumni kid, you know, younger adult student, old student body is important too because there's a lot of those people knocking around. So
0: yeah, a uh, couple things. We got to get a hold, get to our spot, and go to, to Graham. But I wanted to point out a couple of the things that uh, <clears throat> uh, on that uh, Chauncey Gardner, according to a tweet from Cassidy Hill, said uh, says uh, they started jumping up and down and got excited when Grantham called the safety blitz. Uh, to end the game. He said you can't block that play. He did, said. You,
1: did you email it to me?
0: I did. It didn't twice. Yes, I did. Twice. It's, and then just again. Uh Thomas Goldcamp pointed out that uh the first five opponent first top five opponent to come to the swamp since November the third, Ole Miss, two thousand fifteen. Here's a really unusual I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask our boy uh Minister of Information about Graham. <clears throat> The name of the play that they call, where Tony threw the t- touchdown pass to Morrill Stevens, was Kodak Black. Okay, that was what it was called, Kodak Black. And there was a reason behind it, and I'll talk with uh, with with Graham about that a little bit later on. So, uh, and also, just so you know, the Swamp it's not sold out. As of today, there were 2,481 seats still left at StubHub. Okay. Now, I don't know if that means some of the ones who got tickets sold them because you can't go by that. Sometimes StubHub people put their, people put their tickets on StubHub. According to them, there are tickets available. So anyway, who's Kodak Black? Well, maybe Graham can answer that. Meanwhile, you got some commercials there for me.
1: I'm ready for you, Budro. But you got loaded
0: up first. Whatever you want to do. Uh, well, if you want to roll in, um, put up the picture of the shirt again. Oh, you, oh, you did that. Let's go ahead and do our, uh, all four sportswear uh, commercial here right now. By the way, late night, it'll be Thank you to one of our main sponsors, of course, G Farms, Florida.
3: No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower.
1: We're back, and I'm uh, giving, I think Buddy's frozen while I call uh, Graham to join the call with us, like anyone's answering. Hello, this is Graham Hall. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, Brendan, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? How, how are you, you? I think we lost Buddy. Well, will uh, venture to get him back on while we're talking. So, hey, what's going on, man? How are you?
4: Nothing much. Just got out of Florida practice. We got to speak to uh, Todd Grantham and the man behind the man of the hour, Donovan Steiner, Ooh. who made uh, the tackle heard around the world. Um, and he said he's watched it about 250 times in the last 48 so he's hours. Being fa-
1: he's being fairly honest with you about how, 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 he's, uh, how he's feeling about it. So. Some,
4: some guys come in and say, oh, I haven't watched it back. Come on. T- I know you watched it. Like, I mean, so how could well. you not watch it? Yeah, That'd be the I- first thing I would
1: do. I, I, w- I would be watching it. I think I, I think I would have watched it about 400 times. Uh,
0: the,
1: I don't think you get you don't get a shot like that, and you don't get that open. Uh, 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 you know, at the end of the game, you know, with everything on the line, it, it's, uh, it's 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 where that happens. So. <laughs>
5: exactly,
4: exactly. And we know you're a little bit of a narcissist as well. As, you know, I'm, we don't know exactly. where Steiner. Or- that Scale so you know 200 300 times is probably a good uh, probably middle of the road for a lot of I will guys. wake
1: up watching it and then go to the bathroom and sit on the toilet and I would watch <laughs> it. And
4: then I would get you'd show showing people at Publix in line and saying, Hey, you see that guy? Oh, that's me,
1: that's me. <laughs> um, buddy said that you watched the show. By the way, I'm showing a circle right now of how big you could drive a truck through that hole that Stein ran through to get to. Uh, uh, You yeah. watched the show from, the wedding, from a wedding on your phone. Uh, is that correct?
4: I was at the engagement party for a little bit, and then we went to a concert for the, the last, like... We uh, think we got to the concert for the last, like, eight, eight minutes of the fourth quarter, and I watched that from the rest of my phone, from my seats before it started. So I didn't have primetime view, but I think of all the games to really miss, this was probably... Probably a good one to miss because it wasn't a lot of action, but strong defense.
1: Well, I, what it's funny about it is that what, ha- you ends up, what ends up happening is you watch it more times in the replay, I think, because yeah. you, you've missed it. I it was the same way. I was rushing over to Buddy's house. I was like, well, we're going to have to do some kind of postgame show if they win. And then I was rushing over. So to watch it at the very end like that uh, at, at the house was kind of funny because I'd watched in the last three or four series and I was listening to it in the car. So you always end up, like you switch it, like you're watching it somewhere, you get on your phone, then you get in the car and you listen to Mick and then you're like running around, I got tune in it. I don't want to miss a moment, you know, and then you get in and everything's delayed, right? You're like, wait, who's ahead, of who, oh, behind, okay, tune in's ahead and then, you know, you kind of catch up and watch the final game or the final couple of plays. So that's kind of how it went down for me too. So pretty sure. exciting stuff. And then we did, of course, did a post game show. So um as we're sitting here trying to get Buddy on, tell me how uh, the mood was today other than uh, Stein, of course. Uh, what, what, what? Uh, what did you see? What did you know? What you hear down at to practice today?
4: Yeah, th- I think the mood really was um, tempered. High expectations is is the way to put it. This is a team that you know was four and seven last year. Had everyone picking on them for ten months, and now they're coming in week five, and they've equaled their win total. This is you know the midway point of the. Season.
1: Hey, buddy, you there?
0: Well, I am. You have me on hold there.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think uh, we have Graham, but well, we had Graham on hold, and I lost him there. Sorry. You got to go
0: back and then put take him off hold. Go back yeah. to your calls and just hit the hit the call button. Hit the hold button. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Graham there. Uh, while you're doing that, go ahead and try to get him off. I'll fill in a couple other things I'll mention here um, while we're waiting. Sorry, we're trying to just getting two people up on Skype. Sometimes can be tricky. You know, we, I can also try him here, Brendan, if you like. No, I'm calling. Him. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, just go back and take me off hold or take him off hold.
1: Hey, guys. We good? Hey, Graham. Are you there? How are you, buddy? Hey, hey Graham.
0: Sorry about hey, that, buddy.
4: Hey, <clears throat> yeah, I hey um, so yeah, I guess, I guess what I was saying is um, today really it was all about tempered expectations. I mean, you come off of two back-to-back road wins over programs that, you know, l- let's even take it back two weeks. A lot of people were saying that Florida, you know, was pretty much Tennessee, another four-win program with a new head coach, and that they would be lucky to, you know, get out of there not losing by more than a touchdown. And now we're hit, sitting here two weeks later and we're talking about Florida conceivably possibly being favored at home, considering all the circumstances, Tebow, the Ring of Honor, the 2008 team, the hate for LSU, et cetera. You're talking about possibly, you know, being able to play a number five team in the country even, uh, which just goes to show how all the preseason expectations mean diddly for both Mississippi State, LSU and Florida, um, and how much each week defines the season. I mean, if Florida doesn't get the win against Tennessee, I don't think anyone would have thought that they would beat Mississippi State, especially the way they did. You can see week in and week out that they're improving, and the players are kind of having this aha moment where they're realizing it, they're seeing it, but they're still trying to remain humble. Remember that the day at the end of the day, they're still you know what number twenty-two in the country. They haven't beaten anyone that you know. It is ranked as it is. Mississippi State fell out of the rankings. So there is still a lot to prove. Florida's trying to be excited, embrace the now. But I think the right mindset to have is, hey, listen, you know, we're not even halfway through the season. We can't get excited now. We can't bank on anything.
0: Well, let me disagree with you on a couple things. First of all, Florida's not going to be favored. They're 3.00 right now. I doubt the line would go three points. That would be something dramatic if it did. But it could. The second thing I'm going to say to you is, <clears throat> excuse me, use your eyes. I mean, the eye test means everything. We know, it, I mean, look, you can put it in perspective. The offense wasn't as productive as you'd like, but you did what you had to do in a very hostile environment in a game that basically we had circle as a loss for the Gators this year. Uh, <clears throat> and this team now is gelling. It's important to see the gel part of this. And I think Mullen knows every Saturday is going to be different. It is an exciting time to have LSU come into your place. It's become a rivalry now in the recent years since the hurricane deal, whatever. Um, uh, and, uh, and they, they really, in my opinion, are not the number five team in the country. You know, I'm not so sure Kentucky couldn't give them their, give them a good game, uh, or even beat them. But the bottom line is they have strengths where Florida doesn't. And that's, of course, in the, in the lines of both sides. And I will say, Florida showed me something. and The offensive game plan showed me you can get around that last weekend in Starkville with well, the way they they use the old passes, use the out routes and and the quick passes to do that. So anyway, yeah, there's a lot of, but here's I want to leave you the thought. And Graham, you can tell me I'm full of beans, and I might no, be. No. But here's the deal: you you looking at you looking at at you looking at the stock market, New York Stock Exchange. You look. You, I'm not a stock buyer, but I mean I know I can look at it and see. If earnings are growing gradually and, 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 and things are getting better and business is better, what's that stock doing? It's trending upward. Now it could go down again next tomorrow or next week, but right now the steady growth is what you wanna see. And this is not a blue chip program yet in Florida but it's trending upward, and that's a positive sign, and this is what we've been wanting to see. Let's see a program trending upward. I, I get it. They want more points. I get it that, that wasn't a beautiful thing to see, but the plays that were made when they had to be made, particularly Snyder, and tonight you're going to tell me all about Mr. Snyder, who he is, uh, I think that really makes his team ma- that means his team is maximizing everything it has. Now, now turn uh, third part.
4: I know. I, I, I definitely agree with you in that sense, and You know, we can sit here and say LSU shouldn't be number five. They're really number 12. But, you know, you got to you got to be on your schedule. And two teams who've done that right now are LSU and Kentucky. And that's the number five team and the number 13 team in the nation. So I agree with you that both those teams are probably equal in caliber. But you and I are agreeing that, you know, the Florida team going into this week is probably much improved. I don't want to say night and day, but it's much improved in many facets than they were against that Kentucky team. And I think you even have to give some credit to the Florida coaching staff. One of the biggest things that I think a lot of people picked the coaching staff apart for in that loss to Kentucky was how in the third quarter, when Florida kind of gets down by double digits, they go away from the game plan. They start taking a few shots downfield. They kind of look like they, you know, throw in the towel in terms of what they wanted to do. You know, this week could have been a huge week like that where they're, they're, you know, they're down 6-3 going into halftime. Uh, they're facing one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC, and they're on the, on the road. It could have really turned into a route. But Florida yeah. makes some halftime adjustments, holds Mississippi State to 43 yards in the second half, no scores. I mean, those are absolute testaments to you know not only the improvements that the team is making, but the coaching staff and their adjustments. And maybe they had a little bit of an upper hand against Mississippi State. But the fact is, the coaching staff is getting more familiar with the personnel. We're seeing that with Kadarius Toney. Mm-hmm. They would not have trusted Kadarius Tony to make that pass three weeks ago. They didn't know that that's what he was recruited to do. They they weren't familiar with him, but now they've had more time in practice with him. You saw that pay dividends on Saturday. Guys like that, Tyree Cleveland, using Freddie Swain more, they're still figuring some things out as well. And it all comes back to what you said. Mullen only wants to see gradual improvement. He wants to see it from Franks. He wants to see it from the team. He wants to see it in all aspects, whether it's their mindset, how they practice, how they approach Saturdays, everything. He knows it's not going to change overnight just because he got here 10 months ago. It's going to take a few game days, and we've seen that. I think the most promising thing out of the entire last five weeks is that Florida has seemingly got better in every aspect each week.
0: Yeah. I got two major questions for you here, okay. Mr. Minister of Information. Well, number I, one.
1: Well, before Graham, I, I agree, and I agree with what you said. Before the game, I did come on and say, uh, you know, I was interested in seeing. I, I think this was going to be a big defensive haul, a big defensive win for Florida, because Mullen kind of knows the weak spots in offense and where to pick on. Uh, I, you know, a team that he's very close to. He knows every player, every move. You know, regardless if they have installed a new coaching staff in offense, he knows where uh, is uh, where, where where the weaknesses and kind of the you know the bones were buried some, to some degree. But now you face a different kind of thing. You're kind of back at home. Um, I saw defensive getting better. Uh, I see offensive getting better, and then I see offensive spot, offense sputtering and then wanting and keep wanting to looking for that rhythm. Do you really feel like the offense have gelled, or where do you really feel that they are going into this game?
4: I, I think the biggest nitpick that you could really say is, you know, those procedural penalties all on the offensive line. <clears throat> if that's the worst thing that happened, you know, a few holding calls, Fred Johnson made a few false starts. You know, that's so what else
0: like, is new? It happens every week.
4: I mean, that's, again, that's, that's more of the same. It's not like Florida regressed in, in that direct aspect. You know, we do forget that a senior, Tim Tebow, went into Starkville and threw two pick sixes, you know, when they were number one in the country. That is a hard environment to play in. You have to give them some credit. Um, They've embraced the 80s rock song, even that Florida is now kind of getting around to with with Tom Petty. So there's certainly some things um, that make it a hard place to play and can expose some of your weaker areas, which I think with Florida's offensive line is certainly communication. They're some of the quietest group of guys you've ever been around, and they're not going to yell over a bunch of cowbells. They're not going to yell over a bunch of Rocky Tops, and that's something that they're never going to get. So, you know, the things that I really point to – uh Felipe Franks being 22 for 31 having his third uh 200 yard passing game when he only had three all of I don't even think he had three all of last season those are little things obviously Jordan Scarlett leaves much to be desired but everyone is filled in well Michael P Ryan has been tremendous the wide receivers have been great I, I don't know how many drops there were but I think it was less than four um you know those are big things for Florida you can't directly say that oh they were this solid in all those areas even two, three weeks ago. And I think that that's probably the biggest takeaway if you're Dan Mullen. It goes both ways. You, you have to say these nitpicks after a win because, you know, three weeks ago in that Kentucky loss, Dan Mullen gave a hypothetical saying, hey, if they count that field goal and, you know, we stop them and we, we hit a big play on the final play of the game and we win that game. you know We, we still won. suck. <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that yeah. we're weak in all yeah. these areas, weak in all these areas. <clears throat> right. So, you know, Mullen has to it has to go yin and yang. You know, you got to nitpick when you win, you have to nitpick when you lose, and I think that that's kind of what we're doing here. But there's a lot less to nitpick about than there were even last
1: week. Well, if we're if we're to nitpick, and and I, I agree with you a lot what you said about the offense, and I'm interested in what you both are going to say. And people are in the chat room have, have talked about it as well. Is that you know, I, other than the big what fourth and one uh, in the fourth quarter, Scarlet doesn't seem to have emerged. Uh, this season is is this type of runner we had hoped to. His vision seems to be limited. A couple of people in the are, uh CJ Stafford, Scarlett has no vision. Uh, he uh, he had a huge hold in the third, third and short, and jumped out. Doubt uh, the state, had multiple linemen waiting on him. Um, you know, you kind of see that kind of thing where, where you just feel like other backs are seeing the field a little bit better. Uh, Buddy or, or uh, Graham, do, do you feel that about Scarlett or do you feel like his day is yet to come?
0: Well, I'm going to say this, and I've said it before two or three times. <clears throat> first of all, he got a key first down, which scared me. I, thought, I didn't know if that was the right call or not.
1: <clears> huge. <throat> uh, I mean, that was a huge Yeah,
0: but, but here's the thing. In my so mind, defense is playing. Scarlett runs too upright, I agree. in my opinion. The difference where you see P. Ryan in there or, or, or Pierce in there, uh, Damian Pierce, they're lower to the ground, better center of gravity. They don't run so high. They get behind those offensive linemen and run inside. Scarlet has to have brute force to get anything. He can't. And he's right. He doesn't have vision, but he's not a vision back. He's kind of half fullback, half tailback. You know what I'm saying, Graham? And sure. so he's a good player and uh, he can get you some tough yardage. Is he going to carry you on a down the field, uh, and carry the ball eight times down the field on a, on a, on a 85 yard drive? Probably not. You know, that's not going to happen, but, uh, and he's, he's serviceable. Uh, I wouldn't give up on Scarlet by a long shot, but I understand what people are saying. Don't you, Graham?
4: Yeah, sure. And I I think I think it's it's multiple factors that, you know, are all kind of being baked into the pie of why he uh, has kind of left a lot to be desired at this point. I mean, you can go to the missed season last year, a third running backs coach in three years. Um, You know, people do forget that he's a, a senior running back. Uh, you know, when Greg Knox got here, the biggest thing that he wanted to do was to tell to what you guys were saying is to to have he was teaching guys out there in practice. He was very loud, even louder than cider ever was telling guys to get low to the ground duck. They even had lowered the, the posts that they run under so that they could emphasize that more. I don't know um, if if Scarlett has had a harder time breaking those habits the Michael P. Rhyme, but it sure looks like it. He, the other thing I think is is another huge product of you know, the teams that Jordan Scarlett played on the last two years. If you look at Jordan Scarlett, when he runs the ball, it looks like he's waiting for a hole to develop. That's not the way that he should be approaching the game. I agree with that. Greg Greg Knox uh, insists that they should approach each run as if they know what hole is going to open up ahead of time. And if it doesn't open up, try and run through and create the hole. Scarlet does too much time dancing around, waiting for his offensive lineman to, you know, make a, black, a block so he can cut back in the other direction. And Greg Knox has preached everything against that. And I don't know how much of it is an, an old habit of him, or that's just the type of runner that he is, because that is a very successful running style but it's not the one that's working out very well in Florida's offense right now. And it's not the one that they're emphasizing in practice.
0: Sort of. I'm all right, let me get to these standards. questions real fast because I'm going to lose him, Brendan. Can I get this in? And you can get yours in. I want to know two things. I want you first of all, I want you to tell me who is Donovan Steiner. Sure. Because that, sure. that was one of the great defensive plays, or the, the great, I'll go down to one of the four or five greatest hits ever and maybe top three. And number two, Kodak Black, <laughs> That's the name of that play. And yeah, I know well, I know he's a rapper and all that stuff, but uh, I'm interested to know why Kodak Black. He's not exactly a role model, you know, I would say. He's the guy who just went to prison. But anyway, so uh, where do you want to start? Brendan, go ahead and ask your question while I wait.
1: No, that's all right. Go ahead. I want to hear what he's got to say about this. Well, uh, real
4: quick, Donovan Steiner, he's a guy out of Bel Air, Texas who, you know, got into that, I think the 2016 recruiting class. Um, either that or he's in the 2017. One of those last two, I'm, I'm sorry, they all blur together for me. But, you know, the key, I said he's out of Texas because that means it was a Florida LSU recruiting battle. You know, there were a few other teams in the mix that had his interest. He looked at FSU, but, you know, it came down to the real DBU, which is what he said today, is that he grew up watching Florida, liked them more than LSU, liked their style of play a lot more. And now he's making big plays right leading up to the week against the program that tried to get him as well. You know, Jim McElwain, you have to give him credit for that. I think Torian Gray was the defensive backs coach when he was committed. You know, that's a kid who, you know, you never know when these guys are going to get over the wall. You remember John Bullard? It didn't take him till his junior season. Caleb Brantley, his junior season. Brad Stewart looks like a guy who just reached, reached over the wall. You know, C.J. Henderson, we even saw it last year. I think this may be the play that catapults Donovan Siner into a consistent contributor. He's got the confidence now. That was really what he's lacking. He's a really quiet guy. What he really needed was a big play to reinforce hey, you know, I came all the way here for a reason. I deserve to be here. This was my PBU moment. And, you know, now it's up to him for the rest of the season to make an impact. Um, what was the next part, buddy? Sorry. So, was the next season? Kodak Black, oh, Kodak my Kodak friend. Black. So, any fears? Let's yeah. that play. That's the
0: name of that play. That's the best play now. You call yeah, it Kodak Black.
4: He, I, I think that, you know, and, and Dan Mullen did give a very, you know, good answer. Kodak Black is a very, you know, Millennials as well, and 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 so when you have such a you know a presence I'm like I don't have feelings. his albums. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> you I don't know. I don't think huh? you'd be a fan. I don't think I can't say I think you'd be a fan if you're not feeling no. in my feelings. I don't think yeah. you'd be a fan. <laughs>
0: of course first we're saying albums, <laughs> today, you right there,
4: right? I don't think you're I don't think you're down for that. But um, yeah,
0: he is. Come on, any,
4: you know Kodak Black is, is is still on house arrest, so any.
1: Majo understands about house, right? No, he, he, he knows about the NFL. He could be, be down. He could be down.
4: Huh. But um, I, I don't know if he's going to come. That's But the big thing is when you're, you know, and this is something Jim McElwain didn't get. This is the point. You know, you have to find ways to make plays or, you know, do something that's going to catch your guys' attention. I mean, they're, you know, getting, tw- you know, they're up for 20 hours a day. They're listening to music when they have free time. They're hanging out with people. You got to either name plays after like video games or movies or music artists. or Something Sorry. sometimes that's one word that they can remember. I mean, I'm, I'm making Frank
0: that Sinatra though, or something like that.
4: I think that that was uh, that was back when Spurrier was playing. I don't know. if— uh, <laughs> No,
0: that was before you Spurrier's know. time. Yeah, there
4: are Sinatra. Uh, you
0: know, there are of- <laughs> no, it would have been, <clears throat> been music. Sinatra jam
1: music, some pump up music from Sinatra.
0: Yeah. McElwain's what would, what like,
1: would be what would be the Sinatra? What's the Sinatra pump up song? What's the song that gets you going for for old Blue Oh man,
5: I. Heart spreading I, the news. you? On, I you
1: today. Uh, that's what gets you, New York, New York.
0: I yeah, I like it.
1: <laughs> really? Was well, that what playing is that? before? uh
0: in the uh, there's there's other songs, but uh, mm-hmm. look, here's the thing about it. Uh, and if this this is what. If he gets if, – if that's what gets their attention, uh, go for it, right? Exactly. <clears throat> um, that's the big thing at
4: the end of the day, and it takes a good football coach to know that.
0: Yeah. How about Cali Drops? You ever hear that? <clears throat> What's that? don't even know that song. That's a Kodak Black song. Cali Drops. Dude, you got a, a song called Mama. A new song called Mama. You, you know, uh, Kodak. My man, Kodak. I'll put the tune on here in a minute.
4: <clears throat> that's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: So it got me looking at this in the Kodak Black. All right, so let's wrap this thing up here real fast and talk about the New York, New York. I would say, that, um, yeah, That's good. Uh, I long like to All right, Kibo's coming home.
1: Uh, Come on, bud, it's the spark. New York, New,
0: water, New York, this is where I'm like, I, let's go, I'm pumped up, that shirt up. this is what Graham's gonna be wearing, put his blue shirt up there, he wants to order one today, uh, a, a blue, he wants the blue, he does not, the circle, yep. 15 is that blue. what he wants,
1: oh, he wants the orange, I thought,
0: no, it's a blue, no,
1: I gotta, I gotta, I look a little too pale in orange, so yeah, you he know he's gonna bl- wear it in the press box too, no, he won't, he'll be at a wedding
0: probably, so. <laughs>
4: right. no, don't schedule your weddings in fall.
1: You know.
0: Yeah, please. You got to get your butt Your bud I don't straightened out on that stuff. Uh, do you have that, that? picture of that blue shirt anywhere, window uh, Of course <clears> I do. I've got it okay. at a moment's this, notice. This is special, large. Here, let's see. I'll try N- it on, Graham. Minister N- of information. We should have put on the sleeve. Minister <laughs> sort of information. let see here, Graham.
1: Looks yeah, like it fits you right there. Yeah. There we go, Graham. There you go. Look at that. It's good He's on you, Graham. Yeah, no, looks nice on you. Hey. It's good. A little big. Got it on you. I might have to resize that
0: Looks a little bit too big for him, yeah. but that's, that's okay. Right. That yeah. cool. It's going to look great. Uh, nice. It's going to be quite a setting. It's going to be fun. T-Bone yeah. coming home. Um, they got the SEC uh, Nation here. And, of course, a huge game. As your friend, Gold Camp, mentioned the first time they had a top five teams since like Ole Miss in 2000 or something like that. Yeah.
4: Right? When they were, came in here with, uh, you know, all those good wide receivers, number, yeah. number three, the in
0: the country, squad, 38,
4: three or something like that. 38,
0: 10, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, any, any injuries you know of? He's today, Mullen said no, so they were they were cool on Mullen that. Mullen said
4: they came out relatively unscathed. I mean, obviously the ones are, you know, TJ McCoy. I don't know if they'll get him back until maybe the yeah. end of the season, but, you know, he's not in the lineup anyway. Uh, Brett Heggie, um, you know, in, I think he broke his hand. He did? He uh, just got him he, back. He's in, a, he's in a full club. Okay. Um,
1: Will he play? He,
4: he still is available to play, but he, you know – what they really needed him was back up center. And when you have a club on your hand, that kind huh. of rules that up. But he was, he was snapping with one hand, but it, it was bracing the ground with the club that is his problem right now. So that is something to watch for sure going forward. But otherwise, Florida, you know, at this time last year, we would have been talking about 10, 15 injuries. So I think, you know, that's the good news.
0: Alright, so here's the deal. Uh, I invited you to come to the quarterback club and you got big plans. You can't come. So they, they drafted me to do this now. So at the quarterback club on, on Wednesday night, you'll call quarterback club, <clears throat> I don't know where I'm going to, we're going to go the Stetson coach Roger Hughes speech. We're going to have a little scouting report and I'm going to be giving it. I know there's one injury to LSU that could be significant. Uh, maybe their best offensive lineman is hurt. Lloyd <clears throat> Cushenberry. In the yeah. It-
4: so oh, it's that's, more than that
0: for them. Yeah, <clears throat>
4: they have another top offensive lineman named Adrian McGee who's out. He played a little bit um, last week against Ole Miss for them, but um, uh, that's another one to watch as well. They could be without two starting offensive linemen, and that's that's advantage Florida for sure.
0: Yeah, they got a couple of defensive backs to die for: Greedy Williams and Delpit. Those guys are players, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. That's and one Devin th- White. You better watch his throws against those guys because 'cause they're ball hugging dudes. And they're physically tough guys. And they're very, very good at getting loose balls. So that's going to be like a challenge. Me and buddy. Just like me and Buddy. Exactly. <laughs> now, I don't know what else is going on, but I'm going to get my Scouting Report because i got my buddies there on Wednesday night. Uh, my friend Danny Williams watching right now, by the way, one of our club champions. Shout out to, to Danny Williams, the Danny Williams appraisal team. And also, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Frank Cannon, who's. Uh, Ocala Orthopedic and all our friends there are going to have a good crowd out for Roger. Using I'm going to give the scouting report. So great, great, if anything happens, you got to call me and bail me out. I will.
4: I'll, I'll let you know. When
0: are you coming back from this week? What day? You hold it down for us, though. Uh, so you got how many weddings this week? Three or four? Oh uh-huh. man, no, I'm, uh-huh. I'm all engagements. Me. What you got? No?
4: That was it. I'm done. Is
1: That's Copeland going to play? Called. Is Copeland going to play? What was that? Copeland. Is he going to play?
4: No. No, he's well, not. Why would you he, play that, that he, he, he practiced a little bit, but I think they're going to wait and play him um, against uh, either Missouri or Georgia.
0: Yeah. So. Well, anyway, listen, we kept you too long, buddy. We'll get no, you. Anytime, like, you I need, you need to hear your guys'
4: four predictions, though. Let me
0: ask then, you. I'll give them now.
4: Yeah. yeah. And, well, or Do you want mine now, or we can wait? I won't
0: get yours later in the week. What do you want? Okay. What you it's, it's too early. Okay, you're right. It's too early. have nine people hurt by Friday, you know? <laughs> That's right. You're right. Hey, I'm playing I'm on football Friday on Friday morning Lock. and hey, pop on there.
4: don't want to be like Chris Doring and and, and get dragged for making a, the wrong prediction or something. Yeah, but he made you know? the
0: right prediction. No, no. On show. Or, Tim, or
1: Tim Tebow.
4: Just digging him. <laughs> hey, you know, it makes the news when Tebow doesn't pick Florida. No one, this you know. No okay. When Tebow picked them them to beat Tennessee, and and uh, Marcus Spears picked you know Tennessee to beat Florida that weekend and make the yeah. news, but yeah. when Te- when
0: Tebow and picks Cole, against Florida and Kobe Kubilick, they didn't know what was going to hit him. That was a great pick.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm playing Kodak Black for you right now, with, and he's rolling his uh, all his what? orange and orange and blue. On my show, that's the late night show, man. That's your new theme music, I think.
0: Grab. This is for you guys, show. This is Graham's you new. Request. You guys can have Kodak. I'm going to give it to you, all right? <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> for you, Graham. Lock out, buddy.
4: <laughs> all right, guys. And it's always a pleasure, man. Thank Bye. you,
0: Graham. Make Thanks, Graham. By the way, Peter anything good you're writing this week?
4: Um, I'm writing Donovan Steiner tomorrow, so I'm going to send you the link for I that.
0: No, who he was. You just kind of. You saved I all love, your stuff.
4: Got, you you saved
0: the all your best stuff for the story, didn't you?
4: You guys got the exclusive. But then later in the week, I'll be talking about LSU's defense, debating the real DBU, how that all got started. Look for that on probably Wednesday afternoon on Gatorsports.com.
0: Also, do you talk about C.J. Williams and, um, yeah, you know, uh, and about uh, uh, Sean, Sean,
4: Davis.
0: Uh, yeah. Sean Davis, right?
4: Yeah, they tested him, They tested him, and, and that did not work out. I mean, when was the last time Florida held a quarterback to under 100 yards? That secondary deserves all the praise. I
0: think Nicky Fitz is hurt. I really do. I got a feeling he's hurt.
4: Yeah, I, I also think that, you know, that, that may be a cop-out, but I also think that Dan Mullen gets a little bit of credit because Joe Moorhead's transition wasn't as yeah. seamless as a lot of people thought. <clears throat> yep. yep. All right, guys. All right,
1: buddy. Thank you, Graham. Brandon, hey, Graham, thanks very much. Uh, make sure you hang up, hang, hang up your uh, Skype for me, all right, because we got, uh, we're got we on a three-way call. So. Okay. All right. Thank you, buddy. See you, guys. See ya. Uh Brendan, Brendan, uh, I just I, I wanted to put that in. Maybe that could be Graham's new theme
0: music, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No? Uh, That's what, no? Okay. Well, I want to get the, a couple of commercials in. Can you you, you have anything up there for me on Rentstar or Center State Bank that you could be helping out with since you're driving tonight, or Tupperware, right, well, Jim? You, you,
1: you didn't give me your Tupperware stuff, but I have, uh, have all the other stuff if you want to talk about
0: it. I like it. We don't know what Tupperware looks like. I, I can't put it up, Jim. I'm sorry, but... Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow night, but <clears throat> I just want to remind you that uh, go to Jen Lay, uh, go to Jen Lay, J E N L E Y dot my dot Tupperware dot com, and purchase some products from her. She's our, of course, one of our key people here on Gettys Nation Kingdom. Uh, it's great for tailgating. There will be some tailgates this weekend. Uh, you know about some of them. Uh, and Tupperware is great for at home use. Obviously, for storage, if you like to put leftovers in something and make sure they're fresh the next day, Tupperware is great for that. Uh, they've got a, they've got a uh, uh, kind of cookingware that you can get, uh, pressure cookers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, if you, if you want to go tailgating and you want to beans, broccoli, chips, dip, whatever, they have stuff for that, uh, you can get it. Uh, also, uh, if you want things for liquids and stuff to put uh, lemonade or juice in, whatever, they got stuff like that. And also, uh, two things you should know about Tupperware and gin is that if you have a special organization, you, you can ask uh, for assistance. They'll give you back 40%. To the organization, if you want to shop, just go on Tupperware.com. Go to Jenlay.my.Tupperware.com and and look at the the stuff for Christmas, older stuff for your family or your friends. Uh, and if you want to search for your products, just uh, check it out. Go to Jen on Facebook, Facebook Tupperware, Jen. All right, it's the perfect way to celebrate football season and the holidays. Tupperware. All right. One more thing, Brendan, I want to tell you about my friend uh, Tom Ingram being back in well, town. Well, I last thought you were going to talk about Renstar. I'm all ready to go. I want to do that? I could easily do that.
1: Well, talk about Renstar uh, Medical Research.
0: All right. That, I want to mention, we'll have tomorrow night the Renstar Star of the Week high school football player <clears throat> uh, who is uh, going to be named tomorrow and uh, one of the six county area for the Scott Bradley Trophy. As we do every week, Renstar sponsors that. Renstar, of course, is a, a very uh, uh, well known superior medical research facility. They also have deep roots in the community. They have their offices in downtown Ocala, they have a reputation as a high quality a uh, patient-centered uh, clinical research facility, which uh, feeds information and data to uh, big companies uh, by, after their studies on things like Alzheimer's and osteoarthritis, migraines, fibromyalgia. They take that data and they send it up to uh, places to major pharmaceutical and biomedical companies and it's done right here. So uh, they've done over 600 of these uh, studies and probably closer to over 700 by now. Uh, and their data is very, very useful in treating illnesses that I just mentioned. So if you want to know more about how you can participate in some of these studies, uh, you can call them at Ocala 352 or go online to uh, www.renstar.net uh, and uh, go to contact us, and they have information there out the region, and find out why they say Renstar Medical Research seeking tomorrow's answers to the health questions of today. Last thing, Brendan, Mark Prime. Woo, I'm hungry right now. And you got somewhere there a picture of food in a beautiful dining room there, which uh, I've not seen that picture before. They had to put it up. It's talking about atmosphere. We talk about the food a lot because that's what it's about. But the atmosphere of at Mark's is superior. Uh, it's a place that, you Ocala and in So this is a shot of the Ocala store downtown on the square. <clears throat> um, and, um, uh, <clears throat> Mark's is uh, is well-known for its high-quality beef and seafood, and they also have terrific vegetables. There's a nice shot of the dining room right there. Uh, it's very, very quaint and uh, well done, and, and we're, it's, it looks like a New York City steakhouse. That's what it looks like to me, which I think are the best in the country. Uh, so uh, you can go online to uh, Mark's Prime, uh, Steakhouse.com, and you can check out their specials. You know what they're featuring this week. And, of course, they've always got great beef and seafood and whatever. Um, and I like their vegetables, their fresh vegetables, f- freshly cooked. Like their uh, sautéed spinach is terrific. premium wines, uh, finest beef, seafood. Check them out. Uh, you, Ocala, you can call them at uh, 352-402-0097. And Gainesville, 352-336-0077. MarksPrimeSteakhouse.com complimentary Valley parking and by the way if you go there on Friday night you're most likely going to see a bunch of LSU people who will be in town because this team stayed in Ocala and that's where they go on Friday night so a lot of those Cajuns will be in there eating that March Prime on Friday night alright? Alright Brendan you want to try to call our band friends or have anything you want to add before we do that? No I
1: am uh, drinking a Ursa uh, American IPA this evening if anybody mm. was, wondering, everybody was wondering I'm having an Ursa is that one you got
0: downtown at Ivy House when we were there. Uh, yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, I've been right. into the Ursas lately. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good beer. Yes, it's a, uh, it is a, a brewery in Gainesville. If anybody's wondering, uh, that's why we get it here in the nice and fresh.
0: So yeah. Okay. That's all I need to add. I'm having, out of my cup tonight. I'm having agua.
1: That's so not very. That's why you're so. That's why you're so tense tonight. It's good
0: for me. Yeah, it's good. It's it's bad, fresh bad water, for me. Water. Tonight I'm not drinking beer. Tonight I'm having water. <clears throat> By the way, uh, this week, some great shows. Terry Bradshaw will be on tomorrow, Wednesday. Steve Spurrier will join the program. Uh, he's got a lot to say. He's making a new Das Equis commercial. Listen to this. little scoop here. He shot it today and tomorrow. He and Les Miles are doing a Das Equis commercial. Not, not, it's not da, Das Equis. DOS, 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 DOS. Equis. X. All right, well, you said DOS X, whatever. DOS, Say si, si, Pedro, DOS X, whatever. CC right. si, si, Pedro. Hi, friends, Beard.
1: Hello, buddy. That's the story
0: I was trying to tell.
1: Oh, sorry. Just hold on, Franz. Buddy's telling a story about DOS X. DOS. He
0: calls Steve Sperger's commercials, as Franz will know. Yeah. He does DOS X. Commercials and he's shooting one today. He shot one and they're it's with him and Les Miles mm-hmm. and they're making a wager on the game. Mm-hmm. All right. And if Spurrier, if, 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 uh, if Les loses, he has to wear a hat, a visor. If Spurrier loses, if Florida loses, France, what do you think he has to do?
5: Uh, I think he has to eat a piece of grass. Got it.
0: Exactly. Well, so you guys it's, seem to have already told the joke, and so therefore I feel left out. It's no joke. It's not. It's a scoop. No one knows that yet. That's the first time it's been on the air today.
5: Uh, oh, I didn't. I had not heard anything about it. It's just no. that Les is famous for killing
1: Right, exactly. Oh, Franz right. just knew it because he's a genius.
0: Well, maybe so. That could be it. <clears throat> How you doing, Francis?
1: I'm doing very well. It's great diet
5: for uh, to be a Gator for football. And Mike White has come through with another big score.
0: Another recruit signed, huh?
5: Six foot, uh, another commitment from six foot nine Omar Payne. He's a center from Kissimmee, who's playing this year at Montverde Academy, where he's going to get great coaching from Kevin Boyle. And quite frankly, he'll be going up against. Essentially, college personnel every single day in practice because Mott Bird has two or three seven footers on the roster, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a really good thing. They're probably, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think the Gators are going to get Scotty Lewis, who is, uh, a, a, a six foot five forward out of Eatontown, New Jersey who has narrowed his choices to the Gators and Kentucky. And I think, and most people say, this is a Florida guy uh, and Florida's still in it for CJ Walker, although he's out of Oak Ridge. He's a six foot eight, 200 pound power forward. I don't know where they, you know, where they're gonna plan to get that scholarship because they only have three scholarships available. They've already got Trey Mann committed. Uh, and and now with uh, now with Omar Payne, that's two. So if they got Lewis, if they got Scotty Lewis, I don't know where they'd find the scholarship for for uh, CJ Walker. But I have to think that uh, he's good enough that they'd find a way to make that happen. Mm.
0: Wow. Okay. Little scoop. Little scoopage there on basketball. Scoopage.
1: <clears throat> Francis.
0: Uh, we had a. We had a show Friday night, of course, uh, Saturday night, Brandon, with friends, and we talked a lot about this. But to put some perspective on Donovan Steiner's blast, um, and, and, and people are comparing it online today, different things. We've seen these other ones. We've seen Major Wright's big hit uh, against Oklahoma. We saw Brandon Stouters of Marino in Georgia. We saw Lawrence Wright's big hit. And now we've got Donovan Steiner's.
5: Well, and, we also have C. Bartley's hit hit on on uh, Tommy ha- on uh, uh, wide receiver from LSU in in uh, 1991. That I got to tell you what uh, people were people thought the kid was dead, and, uh, and 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 the only reason we knew he was he was alive is I you know I had binoculars and so did a couple other people's and we saw the spit bubbles. Coming out of coming out of the guy's mouth, and somebody hollered, "There's spit bubbles," and we knew he was alive. But uh, that ranks among the ten the ten biggest hits in Florida football history. What about and the
1: Tebow hit? Is that not considered just a big hit, or just that he just got knocked out?
0: No, what, that was just his own no offensive lineman.
1: I know, but I'm just saying you're talking about big hits. I mean, I mean not that it well, was a I, shot. I, I mean, Te-
5: Tebow had a big hit of his own. I know. And and when he ran over Brian Robinson, uh, the cornerback uh, s- from FSU, yeah. in the 2008 uh, Ultimate Warrior yeah. game, when Hebo had the uh, yeah. what looked like the Ultimate Warrior face no, paint
0: uh, in uh, the rain. What was the movie? Uh, something face. Brave heart. Braveheart. Braveheart,
5: yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Face, face, um, heart. Uh,
5: yeah, t- it's in the Tebow- book. Tebow- I wrote about the book. Tebow ran ran over over Brian Robinson and Brian Robinson uh, I guarantee you Nick Fitzgerald is going to share something with Brian Robinson and with Joey Kent and with some of these other guys in that years and years from now he'll still hear the footsteps
1: you know everybody in the chat room is talking about Brandon Spikes Brandon Spikes yeah well we
0: saw Brandon Spikes We we were there that day Let me tell you why this one will go right near the top. Here's why. Why? Number one, it was a perfectly dialed up blitz and perfectly timed by the way. And it was, listen to this, it was a walk-off blitz hit. It was a walk-off home run. And it was described perfectly by Mick. Too bad we can't play that. But if you played that audio, you could probably hear some of it. But Mick talked about it and he's right. He said he knocked it out of the park. He knocked him out of the park. It was like a walk-off home run to me. And that's why I think this was right there. So, no, they don't talk you
5: know,
0: He does talk. Anyway, Mick talks about it. <clears throat> that wasn't the same one. Mick played it earlier. Anyway, bottom line was it was like a walk-off, uh, friends it was the end of the game last play well not the last play last offensive play by Mississippi State and so to me that was that was significant
5: well i'll tell you what the, the entire game you know i i thought you know that hit was kind of like the the cherry on 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 top of the top of the ice cream sundae because it was just like the capper of of a brilliantly devised defensive game plan by by Todd Grantham and the defensive staff, um, I, I still uh, am amazed at, at how they had all the tendencies down. Uh, this was, this was, you know, we I talked about earlier last week that this was a game where you had to cut off the head of the snake using the old album of wire I Did say that, yeah. And, and Florida did that because by games in Nick Fitzgerald. look. You know, Nick Fitzgerald's a guy everybody was talking about might be the second-best quarterback in the SEC. And everybody was saying at the beginning of the year that Felipe Franks might be the worst. That's true. You know, you watch that game Saturday night, and Look like Felipe Franks might be the second best quarterback in the SEC, and that Nick Fitzgerald looks like one of the worst.
0: And the best on the field.
5: <clears throat> A- amazing what has happened to Nick Fitzgerald. Now that his two mentors, his two, his two gurus, have uh, have moved south to Gainesville. I'm not so
0: he- sure he's not hurt, friends. Uh, I, I'm not giving. That, I'm not going to say that's the reason he didn't play that well, but I, I, he might be hurt. <clears throat> and and um, you know, well, uh, he's had I two he three games run.
5: exactly like this, so buddy. He's had two straight games when
0: well, maybe her also he never got better. You know, I mean, I, might...
5: I I think the problem is that that you're talking about it, it's kind of like you know we talked about before trying to make Johnny Brantley into an option quarterback when yeah. Johnny Brantley was a pure passer. Yeah, you know, right. some some guys are just fish out of water and. It's kind of like what's going on with with Khalil Tate at Arizona, where Kevin Sumlin has taken maybe as good a running quarterback as we've seen in 10 years and is is trying to make him into a pocket passer, and it's not working. Uh, some guys are just made to run a certain yeah. offense, and Nick Fitzgerald is made to run option football. Yeah. And Francis, I
0: hate to interrupt do. you, but we're long overdue in dialing the of, uh, Tony, we talk about our shirts here, uh, and I apologize, and we put you both on at the same time, Brendan. Oh, can you do that or not? Of course I can.
1: Franz, can you talk to me about <laughs> something really important while I do this? Wait, wait yeah. What's okay. going on What's going on with FSU and the turnover backpack while I dial this up? <laughs> well,
5: I can tell you one thing's going on with Please. FSU, and they're not really good. <laughs> Please explain
1: the backpack. If you, if you if anyone can explain the backpack, please. Oh uh, that.
5: that that's that that doesn't even deserve mentioning. You know, it is FSU, and I got to tell you what uh, the Seminoles are in deepest and darkest, and it's not going to get better. It is not going to get better, even against a really lame ACC, and, and the ACC is Clemson and the 13 Dwarfs this year. <laughs> and even against a lame ACC, FSU is going to have a really big struggle to get to bowl eligibility. My personal opinion is it's dicey as it can be. And there's the, every real possibility that the Seminoles stay home for the first time since so oh, the Andrew Jackson uh, you know administration back in the 1800s <laughs> it's uh they they're in trouble um I have good friends who are FSU people who say that this is a, a team divided in the worst in the worst way I mean totally divided that, that it is it that there are they have, they, they're not really talking about the fact they they really do have a quarterback controversy there. DeAndre Francis, they say, well, look at what he's doing. He's such a great thrower and everything like that. Well, James Blackman came on and quarterbacked that team last year as a true freshman when Francois got hurt. And I think there's a lot of people who think that, that Blackman ought to be the quarterback this year. So he's not okay we got a split screen now
0: yeah we're uh, we got uh we got oh, a man tony say hello to friends hey, hey how you doing friend? Hey, man what's up tony Have right, seen right. You, haven't
5: seen you since uh since the big storm oh
1: yeah <laughs> how are you tony running welcome bad, to the out. show oh, we're we're running four and four screen right now tony good to see you we were just talking about fsu's backpack do you sell the backpacks tony do you sell a turnover backpack man purse? That's what I want to know.
2: No, we don't. We don't care about that yeah. stuff, man. No, we not f- caring about that. I figured uh, as
0: much. I figured as much. Hey, listen, not, not uh, that there's anything wrong with
1: that, Brendan.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't see it on the screen right now, Brendan. But I don't if you have the blue shirt up or not. Of I pic- we're in hopes that we would have uh, the the shirts tonight, but don't no, have them. Got some nice looking stuff. Uh, hanging up back there in those uh, orange and blue hats. There, Tony, you you got the, the shirts coming tomorrow. It's 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 pretty timely. Uh, the blue out coming. You know, we we know we'd ordered more blue, but uh, uh, we you, you, can, you take care of the orders if folks can get in. You got a major announcement to make about those shirts too. And Brendan, you have the link there. If you don't, uh, probably don't have the link do you, Brendan. What is the link? I'll make one while he's talking. throw a sportswear and. Yeah, I'm sorry we haven't communicated too well tonight about that. But, Tony, talk about the shirts. Talk about the special deals for G&K members. And we're going to put the shirt up on the screen and that beautiful blue Circle 15 shirt we've been talking about.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely excited about the shirt. I'm um, I'm happy about the Crown Prince collection. I think we did a wonderful job with the shirts. That's right. Uh, uh, The promotion that we're running now is, you know, if we can get the pre-orders in is what we're trying to do right now. Now I'm we'll gonna start shipping out pre-orders tomorrow is what we'll do. So we'll ship them out tomorrow and probably head into some because we got a bunch of pre-orders on it. And so, uh, with the, with it being blue out, you know what I mean? You probably need to get a, a jump on getting the blue shirts because they're probably gonna go pretty quick.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's
2: really and so, uh, the promotion that we're gonna do tonight is, uh, we'll do free shipping for all wow. GNK members have all uh, you can use the uh, promo code GNK is what it is and GNK is the promo code so if you type that in when you check out then you'll get free shipping on that
0: and um, and I'm really excited about it really can they excited. get it can they get it in time to get them by by, by Friday yes you will have them by Friday
2: as long as you get as long as you get your order to me by Thursday you'll have it by Friday I
0: have a question about Lynn Tindle about GNK elite shirts? circle 15 and those are the golf shirts and Lynn, and they're a different price uh they're they're the ones for 45 <clears throat> and um and there are some uh, on you have those on the site as also yet you probably yes. don't
2: yes, you do. on the site.
0: okay uh, tell them what they need to know about how to how to order and we, so we don't have a picture of the link i'm sorry uh, yes
1: we do have a picture of the link dad
0: we do. Okay, good. Yes, all yes. right. So, Sorry, yes. I can't get it on my screen right yeah, now. I know. You
1: You don't you have no faith in me whatsoever, but I actually no, no, got point. it all there for you. Promo yeah. code GNK, all Florida uh, Is that correct, I think, is we, what, which, yeah, what we're looking at? Yeah, cool.
0: Um, so, <clears throat> have sizes from, like, what? You have women's and men's, you should know.
2: Look, we have
0: women's and mm-hmm. men's. We go all the way up to 3X. Oh, we have 3X. <clears throat> <clears throat> Well, we might have to fit, outfit Tebow and, uh, and, 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 and the, big, the big guy, uh, as well as uh, Laura and, and, and the, the stick himself, Paul Feinbaum. Um, if we, They may have said, well, let's see if we can get the shirts to them. They're going to be there, the SEC Nation, uh, and uh, I will make sure they get up. If there's enough to go around, they're not being left over for them. So. Uh, Any questions, uh, Brendan, uh, friends, Tony? uh, I'm excited about the shirts. I can't wait to see them. It's a cool shirt. I'm excited to get
5: one.
0: The the shirt's got uh, Gator Nation Kingdom around it, and it's got the number 15. We know what that stands for. Uh, And uh, Tony's uh, business, is they've been doing this a while. They're professionals at this, so you can can go online and, and make your order. And if you do it by tomorrow... You're guaranteed you get uh, your shirt in time, and also you'll get uh, shipping go. Now, is there a deadline on that, Tony? Yeah, the
2: deadline would have to be Thursday.
0: I would, I would say Wednesday. Because you can't get them shipped there by Wednesday, especially if people are leaving home to go to the game. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Well, better yeah.
0: make it Wednesday, yeah, we'll Wednesday, huh?
2: Yeah, we'll do Wednesday. Wednesday by 2 o'clock is what we'll do.
0: Wednesday right. 2, so two o'clock, get, get your process. order in. Yeah, that and,
2: would have to um, get them processed and shipped out on Wednesday. All right?
1: Perfect. Very good,
0: shirt. Well, we'll get you updated the rest of the week. Let us know what's going on. any changes of any kind or anything people need to know? We'll, we'll dial you back. Kevin
1: Browell right? saying, can't ready for our shirts. People are getting excited for their shirts. Elites are getting excited for their shirt with the Circle 15. Everyone's all pumped up about it. Uh, get your orders in. By Thursday, you're going to screw up the whole deal. All right? So don't screw it up if you want your shirts for the blue out because these well, things, Soda Chris he
0: Soda Chris fun. gotten this cuz he be wanna screw it up if, we didn't, if he didn't get his quarter in. he may have gotten his in already.
1: Well, I don't know. You 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 know you never know with uh, Soda Chris, but I never know Soda Lynch got it. Order at promo code GNK. Check it out. There's the Crown Prince collection. That's me. Prown Prince. Crown Prince. There you go. Iron Dude. Gotta have I an had iron three dude. Ursas. 10% alcohol in these things. These things will get you loose after a few. Anyway, uh yeah, so Check them out. It's going to be all good. Thanks, Tony, for putting it all together last minute. We appreciate you. Uh, any, uh, anything else for the G and K or anybody else? or Are we going to wrap up this whole thing?
0: Tony, I'll say good night to you, my friend. Thanks very much for your help. Appreciate it. Uh,
1: Thanks, Tony. Take it yeah. easy, all right. buddy. All right. See talk to you Tony. later in the week. We'll all talk right. to you later, all Tony. Right.
0: Thanks, man. Very good, Francis. Any final thoughts, buddy? Uh, <clears throat>
5: uh, well, uh, there, there, there's that little, there is that little matter about. Uh, LSU's coming to town Saturday.
0: Three point favorite. Uh,
5: it's down to two. It's down to two. Uh, which tells us that, that this is pretty much viewed as a toss up game by the people in in Las Vegas. Um, I think it. I I think this might be another really low scoring ball game. This might be a game where thirty points. Uh, you know, total, you know, you might be looking at something like 17, 13 or 16, 14, um, might be decided by a field goal late in the game.
0: Or a fake Um, field goal.
5: Yeah, exactly. But I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see two of the really elite defenses in the SEC going head to head. And, uh, it should be a really good football game.
0: Might be the two best secondaries in, in the league. Uh, some people will say Alabama or Georgia. Not Georgia, Alabama. But these two defenses, they got some players, I tell you. Especially that Del Pitt kid and Gre- Reedy Williams. Those guys are excellent players.
5: Oh, uh, and, and, and LSU is going to struggle with all the injuries they have on their offensive line. Yeah. They're going to struggle to stop Z- Jabari Zaniga and. Jakai Polite coming off oh. the edge. Florida has Florida has some serious edge rushers. And they not only have to get to Joe Burrow, but they have to keep him contained. They cannot, if Florida's going to win this game, the Gators cannot allow Joe Burrow to get outside the pocket where he is really, really adept at finding receivers downfield. Right. Uh, and, and he showed as he showed against uh Ole Miss. He's got a serious set of wheels on him, too. There's a reason why Irvin uh, was not happy when he left. Irvin gave him his blessing to go someplace and play, but Irvin wasn't happy because Irvin knows what kind of talent he is.
0: Yes, sir, Ray. You're correct, sir. Well, Francis, it's all blue out. Get your blue ready, and uh, we'll be gathering uh, a couple of different tailgates going on. One meet and greet, a GNK meet and greet, and I think Bubba's tailgate's also going on. I gotta get that confirmed with him tomorrow. You'll probably be doing something there. But we'll have in our little get together and we'll see you there on, it's a 3.30 kick, so we'll have to have a 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock, and we'll, uh, we'll get together. And, uh, Donald Wilder says, Iron Duke is the best. Okay. <laughs> Iron Duke is the best. So, uh,
5: you know what I'd really like to see? What's that? If you, if you remember, when we were in Baton Rouge in 2007, there were we literally feared for our lives because there were so many people outside the stadium.
0: Well, I got pinned against the stadium going yeah. in uh the was, Tiger Walk. I literally, literally, I got scared so for the first time in my life in a football game. I had there to were, go in the side door in the locker room to get in.
5: They estimated 100,000 people without tickets outside that stadium yeah. that night. And, you know, gosh, wouldn't it be great to be back to those days when when so many people just came? People wanted to be here in Gainesville, and it didn't matter if they had tickets or not. They wanted tickets, but didn't matter. They were going to be here in Gainesville for a ballgame. We hadn't seen that in a long time, and it would be nice to recreate that atmosphere.
0: It would be. All right, Francis, I'm going to say good night and uh, get back out here and see if I can get some things done on income taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brendan, good job tonight. Night Thanks friends. to our guest. All right. Thanks night to Right. Thanks friends. to Graham earlier. Thanks to Tony and the team. And uh, same time tomorrow night, we're going to have Terry Bradshaw. We'll have uh, David Bolton. Um, we'll have a, a good lineup of guests tomorrow night as well. Francis, I'll say good night, buddy. Good night, buddy. Brenda, Brenda, should we go out with Kodak Black? Uh, No, we're going to go out with Hightower. Okay, but good night. How about
5: the Punch Brothers? I think that's who we ought to go out with. And in in deference to Donovan Steiner, the Punch Brothers have got to be the (laughs) one.
0: Donovan Steiner.
1: Perfect. All right, good night, guys. Good Good night. Good night.